Hello and welcome to another edition of Banana Island Living podcast. Um, today we're talking about the e naira. I I don't know about you, but I'm terribly confused. And I was asking, I was asking people, do you know anybody who could speak to me about the e naira? <laughs> and uh, Somebody very kindly suggested my guest today, Sheung Odeku. Hello, Sheung. Hello, Shadi. And uh, thank you very much. Um, I sort of armed wrestled uh, Sheung to come on this because he's supposed to be on a trip with his family. And uh, yeah, he very graciously agreed to spare an hour. So yeah, thank you. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Now, Sho is uh, Associate Director Forensic Services at KPMG. Um, he's, uh, his specialty is actually compliance of the financial markets, and he recently took part in the FinTech Summit. So there's a part of the e-Naira that really does affect or sh- probably will affect the FinTech sector. So it'll be interesting to hear his views on this. But Please show, educate me. What, what, what are CBDCs and what exactly is the Nigerian e-Naira? Okay, thank you, Shadi. So um, central bank digital currencies are really, I would say, the electronic versions of uh, the traditional paper notes. The one we have in our pocket. Absolutely. Okay. So it's really just, um, you know, the, the note in itself is really, some form of uh, document that says that, you know, the bank, the central bank is uh, liable to pay you that value. Uh, so uh, the CBDCs are really the digital equivalent of, of those. So meaning that, you know, you you have them and you can take them anywhere and it's legal tender. So why do we need them? I mean, we've got the paper, we've got... Um... We've got our pay stacks and our pagas and stuff. Why, why do we need them at all? I mean, I know they say financial inclusion because some people are still underbanked. Why do we need digital currencies at all? I, I think it's, uh, it, it's you know, uh, some of the write-ups I've read just point to the fact that, you know, cryptocurrency uh, is really um, a preferred choice of um, transactions. Well, preferred by whom? Uh, well, for cross-border trade, okay. you find that people people find it easy to just buy cryptocurrency, you know, use it to pay for transactions. So let me give you an example. I wanted to get in some things from India. Mm. And, you know, due to all the limitations that the federal government has placed, I could not, you know, plenty. <laughs> yeah, paying for that, you know. But if this person had a Bitcoin account, I would easily just have done the transfer you know, without uh, a lot of uh, the issues uh, to go to. So, yeah. And I think federal governments have seen that and they, they want to kind of position their currency to be able to match uh, some of the benefits that crypto is uh, enjoying right now. So it's crypto that prompted them to do this, is it? Well, in, in some ways, I would say yes. Uh, and again, uh, in some ways, you know, there's a digital... Um, evolution going on around everything around us. So I would think that you know, it only makes sense to also uh, digitize the paper notes that we've had uh, for, for it's cheaper in the sense that if you get people to use it rather than spending the billions of naira we do printing yeah. paper notes. And the contracts given out for that <laughs> and, and the Absolutely. bullion vans so, and the soldiers having to... Exactly. And also the fact that that can still be 
uh, it can be what's well, maybe the word is uh, falsified or you know, currency, it's like yeah, fake, fake paper fake notes. Yes, there's a lot of people so going to be out there. of business. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the people guarding the the security vans, the bullion. Mm. I mean, there's so many people in this value chain that are going to have to look for a new <laughs> a new job. Uh, what about the banks and all our new fintech companies? Is this comp- going to compete with them? Well, I, I think the way the CBN has kind of positioned it right now. At the moment. At I mean, the this, moment. This is an evolving beast, as we know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the way it's positioned right now, it, it, it would appear as if it's, um, it's going to be a competitive platform. Uh, but I, you know, I doubt if the CBN has um, what it takes to operate as a financial institution. And the manpower and the training and the yeah, Absolutely. And if you look at the eNaira regulatory framework, a guideline that was issued by Well, I'm CBN. glad you've read it because I certainly have no intention <laughs> of reading it. So please tell me what's in there. <laughs> Uh, so there, there's still a lot of responsibilities that CBN has placed right. on the banks. So things around KYC, things around uh, risk assessment, uh, things around uh, transaction monitoring to be sure that, you know, funds in the NIRA is not useful money laundering or terrorist financing. Okay, so the banks are seen essentially as partners in this yes the banks are seen but there is there is a real risk that at some point central bank will take on more powers and decide it doesn't need them well it it will it is that risk but again you know the value chain when you look at where the banks are and the fintechs and the value chain that value chain is still yeah it's still always going to be relevant you know Uh, the cbn is not going to go and meet a merchant and say Oh, let me give you a platform where payment can be facilitated quicker. You know, it's still going to be the fintechs who will do that. No, but, no, but hang on, Shion. When you're opening an eNaira account, and I'm going to ask you to walk me through the system. Like, I mean, I'm hoping you've tested it. Who do I open the account with? Is it Central Bank or was it with my bank or any bank? So you would, uh, the, the account sits with the Central Bank, but you fund it through your, uh, your, your bank. bank. Okay. So you download the app. Yes. You go to the central bank portal, open an account with them, but the money has to come from somewhere. But I thought the whole argument was to help people who were not, I mean, well, not the whole argument, but a significant part of the, of the, of the rationale for doing this is for the underbanked. How does that affect them? How does that help them? Uh, honestly, I, I, you know, with what we currently have, I don't see how that helps. Okay. Um, so that argument is down the drain then. <laughs> Well, I understand that they're, they're looking at expanding it beyond the app currently uh, to USSD and, you know, uh, maybe the current agency, agency banking structure that the central bank has. So uh, maybe when that comes into play, uh, but if you ask me, you know, those are still the same systems that are currently being used by the fintechs, by the banks, you know. So um, I don't see the additional value just yet you know that would increase financial inclusion uh in you know in nigeria so that's probably one thing the cvn has to really demonstrate yeah and and, okay so one of the things you mentioned is that part of the reason for this seeming rush to do it or, or the impetus for starting this is the 
is the crypto um <laughs> the crypto takeover in Nigeria because apparently Nigeria is the second biggest market for cryptos in the world. Um yeah, I mean that, that's surreal. Um <laughs> so blockchain is the model for the e-naira. How does this work with the cryptocurrencies? Uh, yes. As they're both using blockchain as the underlying technology. Why would I use this and not crypto or should I use both even though government is trying to discourage us? So it's to sort of tell people to stop using blockchain. I mean to stop using crypto and use their their e-naira instead. Well, they both, yeah. they both work on the blockchain technology, which is the advantage is that, you know, it's a an immutable ledger, yeah. really, where once you create a transaction, you know, no one can change it. Oh, so uh, we think the, 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 down- the, the, the issue of security <laughs> and the hacking and stuff. So even that, well, you know, that's debatable. That, that is debatable, you know, uh, and... I think the, the, the advantage the Inara would probably have is that it's regulated. Yeah, and it's legitimate. And it's legitimate. So today, um, you know, the Inara is at, you know, just around $60,000. Last month, it was thirty nine thereabout. So that fluctuation in value, um, it could go both ways. Uh, it could go down also, you know. Uh, today, if the old Bitcoin system crashes, um, you can't hold anybody responsible. Uh, but, to, you know, if it's a legal tender, you can hold the central bank responsible and get your value. Well, a lot of use that will do you. <laughs> Try to hold the central bank responsible. <laughs> so, I mean... I'm not convinced yet. I mean, the jury is still out, but... Mm-hmm. What I'm concerned about is the complex technical infrastructure um, or a complex supervisory regime. Um, whichever way, it seems we need some sort of substantial technological expertise. Does CBN have this or does contracting it out to the Barbadian um, company or is it Bajan? Bajan. The word is Bajan. I read somewhere, not by Bajan. Bajan company. Does that solve the problem? And are they going to keep contracting it out forever, or or what? Uh, well, I I wouldn't know, but I I would think that you know some of the concerns people have had is that you know even yeah. dispute tomorrow with that particular entity all our, and all so, our data. You know, what's the risk? Well, we haven't that apparently with the with the passports. Apparently, that's why we haven't got passports yet. Uh, yeah. So those those are like some of the concerns. So I, ideally, I would think that you know um, the CBN should look to maybe. Um, to host it somewhat or have some form of control. So if I look at the paper currency today, yeah. uh, so they give contracts out, uh, yeah. but they are very much involved in the process around yeah. securitizing it, you know, with the uh, Nigerian yeah. printing and minting company also getting involved. So I would I would think that maybe a similar structure uh, there would be there would be a need to have a tech team in in place you know there's no doubt that we have, we have the, the talent in the, the country talent I mean, in Nigeria amazing why we haven't even yeah. tapped into that and and just contracting it out wholesale um, or at least um, I don't know since you are in compliance and regulatory stuff whether the contract and I I don't know if anybody's seen the contract the contract. Uh, that was awarded makes provision 
for technology transfer and the intellectual property transfer and all of that, so that if at some point in the future we want to bring it back home, um, we're not starting from scratch and losing all our digital footprints on the blockchain. I have not seen the contract, but I want to believe that it's a reasonable. It would be the um, minimum expectation. Yeah, Come on, expectation, show, stop on the right? <laughs> to have that in the contract. <laughs> You're speaking yeah. like a civil servant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It should be, and I I also think that you know I've had some interactions with the central bank. I know that yeah. they are very competent people. Uh, we would have made, you know, would have been involved in all of this. So I, I believe they would have, I want to believe they would have taken care of all those risks uh, in their... It, it will be the legal department mainly who would be looking at that, I would think. Sure, yes. So but what, what, what do you think is the future role of the fintech sector in all of this? Because you've been quite closely um, involved with the fintech sector in Nigeria. So I would say that what I expect is, you know, I, if I look at the e-Naira today, I know that uh, yeah. on Monday, I believe it's on Monday 22nd, there's a meeting between the fintechs and the central bank to, you know, discuss how they oh, want fantastic. to integrate themselves into the e-Naira uh, platform. So I, uh, that engagement is going on. Uh, and I would say, if you ask me, where do I likely see Flint explain? Again, it's it's in facilitating, you know, that um, uh, that uh, the use of the Inaira without necessarily. Yeah. So right now, you have to go to the app, you know, to trade. I, I want to believe, you know, the QR code system it works well, you know, when it works. Like I I did a transfer to someone, I just can't afford the money away. So you've used it. I have used it, yeah. So tell us. <laughs> It was, it's quite, it's quite, um, it's very, very straightforward. Okay. Out of 10, give it marks out of 10. Well, I would say 10, you know, oh, in terms wow. of payment, uh, ease of payment. Yeah. It would say 10, but then I, I am very, maybe well, careful you know that, about the security of it. That, looks so... that is my next question. <laughs> it made you uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks so straightforward and easy that it made me uncomfortable, but. It's nothing. Again, it's similar to you know in the UK. Yeah, you yeah. just take your yeah. um, your cards and you touch and you make a payment. So it's it's that straightforward. But I would what I suspect is that right there will be controls that would come in uh, as you know things go out of place. So for example, you may not be able to just transfer more than a certain amount after a while. Don't they have a cap now at the moment? They do have limitations right now. They yeah. do have limitations, and but you know, like if you're using, say, for example, if I take the wireless yeah. cards now, you, you know, I think it's a hundred pounds now in the UK. But if you do, you're right now. It's about depending on the tier you sit on the Inaira. There's a limit to the transactions you can do. Oh, so there's a tier. There are three tiers. They rate you. Yes. Oh wow! So plebs like us will be on what tier? Well, if you do have a current account, you're most likely going to be on tier three. Is that the lowest or the highest? That's the highest. Yeah. Okay. And that's what's yeah. the ceiling on that? Uh, so I think the ceiling on that, if I recall, is about a million. Uh, okay. In, in one transaction? In one transaction, yeah. But you can do that as many times as possible? Yes. So I also think there's a limit to the amount. I don't have those figures right in front of me, but if I recall correctly, there's a limit to how much you can have in the account. And I think the reason why the CBM may be 
uh, going down the route is because you know they don't want banks to lose their presets because. Well, I was just going to say, what will happen to banks? I mean, it's really it's quite scary. Um, but yeah, talk me through this. You open, you downloaded the app. Yes, I did. You you connected it to your bank account or not? Did so you, have to do you you would have to create an account uh, through your BBN and okay. which with sits, the central bank. Yes, so the the BBN is or you already have a BBN if you have a Nigerian bank account. Yeah. yeah. So you use that and then you connect one of your accounts to it. Right. And then you go back to your bank and you connect. Uh, when you open the account at, with the, on the app, it gives you your login details and your password. And yeah. then you use that to connect your bank's application to the Inaira platform on the bank's application. Okay. So what you then do is you fund it through the bank. Uh, okay. And the value immediately shows up on your, uh, at least based on <laughs> my own experience, it immediately shows up on right. the wallet. Uh, and then if you want to transfer money, um, it will ask you, you know, there are three options. I think one is send, receive, and history. So if you want to send money to someone, uh, like I sent money to a colleague who had the app who was standing next to me. So he put on his app and he clicked yes. on receive. He showed a, B, a barcode and, you know, I clicked on send. He popped up my camera. I scanned the barcode. And he asked me how much I wanted to send. I, you know, I put in a value and the money went. I put in my password. Instantly. So you have it. Yeah. So you have the option of um, linking it up to the security on your phone, which is either your fingerprint or your yeah. face ID. You know, so you, I put my face ID in and, you know, the money went into the account and you received it immediately. Now, so, was there a charge for this? Because, you know, if you send through any of these, even your bank, they're charging 52 naira or that is 26 naira or something like that. Is there a charge on this? There was no charge. Aha. Uh, well, well, I'm not going with my bank anymore. If there's no charge. <laughs> They've lost but, but their the, customer. <laughs> but I, I understand maybe that's for the first 90 days uh, from what I read. Right. Uh, so there, there might be a charge, but the expectation is like, it'd still be cheaper than your... Um, your typical bank. Well, I mean, this is a real threat to the banks. And then the other thing was, uh, I mean, I, I, I had the, uh, I had to use a POS. I had to use my POS for somebody the other day to help them take some payments. And the payment didn't hit the account for days. And the person was all over me saying, oh, when is it going to, you know, when are you going to transfer the money? Why does it take so long when you use a POS for it to show up? When I can use eNaira and it will show up instantly. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, like with everything new, I'm I'm one of those uh, early adopters. You know, I like to try things. I like to see innovation. Yes. Uh, but I do also know that, you know, so if you take a typical, like you said, uh, careful yes. <laughs> on the street. Yeah. So it's still not... Um, Easy. So... So I did, you know, I did a review recently yeah. for a, uh, an agent, a company, a fintech that's involved in agency banking. Yes. And, you know, what they do really is um, they help people withdraw cash, you know, so you need, you have, you know, you can get to a bank, you get to an agent uh, bank. Yes. You do transfers, you know, which for me, I found very funny, which is that you go to an agent, 
you give them your POS Gosh, and then they help you transfer money to somebody else, which I felt, you know, so I kept asking myself, you know, and they do loads and loads of transactions. That's what you wonder. Why would people need to do this? Obviously, there's a, a education gap and technology gap. Absolutely. So those Absolutely are the marketplace. Sure. I know, I mean, I've gone to Lekki Art Market and there's one guy there that helps all these people to do POS transactions. And presumably he takes some money um, out of what he gives. Yeah. No. So this is what those people are doing in effect. Uh, yes, in effect. And so the, 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 the point is that quite a lot of people still do not know how to bank on their own. Yes. And so when you have the e-Naira platform, the banks are still going to be in business because I rarely go to the bank. I, don't. I go to the bank maybe once in a year, <laughs> but some people go to the bank every day. Yes, you wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so the banks may will still be in business for a while. That's my expectation because of um, the low level of um, knowledge about, you know, what people can actually do. Some people are skeptical about the platforms, you know, and would rather just go to the bank. Well, I have, I have uh, the next question that I've been desperate to ask, but I've been sidetracked by something else that's popped into my head. The, this um, new licenses that have been given to MTN and Airtel for banking or, I mean, what's that about? And how does this fit into the fintech, to the e-Naira? What, what, what part do they, where are they standing? I mean, what, would be their, what is their, what if they want to position themselves in all this? So uh, that's the, I believe that's the payment service bank, the yes. PSBs. Apparently there are two uh, different types. There's a payment service bank, yes. there's a, I don't know. Anyway, you go and tell me. <laughs> so I think it's all part of the CBN's uh, financial inclusion drive, right. uh, you know, where what they're trying to do is uh, create um, maybe like, I would say, smaller banks that can run on, you know, um, a micro-infrastructure mm-hmm. um, in if you look at the, P- the the PSB regulation, there's a lot of focus on rural areas. Yes. You know? Yeah. So they want these banks to exist in you know some of these uh, local areas, and you know I think what MTN and the others are trying to do is to say we already have existing yeah. infrastructure in Why don't we leverage right? that? Uh, why don't we leverage it and um, then you know use it for banking services? Uh, some something similar to I would say the MPSA I was just going to say it wasn't that the model for all this um, <laughs> yes. fintech stuff. But the challenge is, you know, the CBN does not want to lose control. Well, yes, uh, over its uh, they don't want to. They are very mindful of the fact that NCC is another regulator, Nigerian Communications yeah. uh, Commission, and so the CBN, you know, similar to what has happened in Kenya, where uh, you know if you. If anything goes wrong with uh, the Impesa yeah. uh, model, you know the economy might be affected, and it, it's really sitting on the mobile telcos um, system. So the CBN does not want the same thing to happen in Nigeria. So what are they doing to prevent that, or to at least lessen the risk? So that's why they are regulating it, and they've kind of um, banned the likes of MTN uh, from providing financial services. But they're taking money. Are they allowed to take money? Um, when you say they now, I mean, MTN, MTN and Airtel, and, the, the telcos, are they allowed to take money or are they just to pay? So they, they, so that's why the CBN has said you create a PSB 
and they've given them a life right. sense. And there are some very, very carefully worded um, lines in there that talk about the fact that, you know, there has to be a clear separation. You can't of, use uh, people's depositors' money to, to fund your... Exactly. <laughs> to you fund your latest credit. promo. Exactly. You can use your credit that you sell yes. to people for voice yes. calls as, you know, deposits. So they've tried to kind of create a line between Gosh. funds that you get for banking services, which is your PSP, and uh, funds that people pay to you for call yeah. service, which is regulated by the NCC. Uh, but, you know, it, is it going to work? Well, I... <laughs> it's all getting so complex. And, and and I just don't know if, I mean, you said there's some really competent people in Central Bank, but it's becoming like a hydra-headed monster. There's so much required of it. And having to ramp up so many different things coming up now, is it possible to hold all this together? I, I think so. I think the CBN also recognized it. So I think late, earlier this year, they issued a regulation where they kind of classified this payment industry into four buckets. Uh, so where you have the switching companies, uh, the likes of Interswitch, E-Transax, yeah. Wu, and uh, NIBS. Uh, you also have the agency banking, uh, uh, which is really... Uh, what we talked about earlier. Yeah. And then you have the payment uh, service providers, yeah. uh, which is where most of the fintech sits. Exactly. Uh, they all of, seem to be in the payments, yeah. payments, payments. Yeah. And then the last one is the sandbox, which is more around um, creating a, a sandbox to try out um, you know, new products, like a regulatory sandbox where people just, you know, are able to try out uh, new products. I didn't know so that. I, what is a sandbox? Sorry, I digress. I, I, there's so much to learn. What is a sandbox? So it, it's a, it's, um, I would say like an environment where you've created an, you know, a product where yeah. you want to test that product. So uh, you take it to that environment. It simulates yeah. uh, what you would have in real life. So right. you, instead of just pushing it out into the public domain and having issues that you see. So that sandbox creates um, a very, it's like a simulation of a real life. Uh, okay. yeah. So there's, in some cases, it can be very advanced where there can be cyber attack, you know, simulations just to see that your product is able yeah. to work effectively. It's like uh, using a focus group. Absolutely. Like yeah. Okay, gotcha. But my, 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 the questions I've been there was the bit that I've been trying to ask since, but I kept getting digressed. Is um, there's just even more powers for the central bank over its citizens? It's just <laughs> ridiculous. I just feel. I mean, I I I see you as an early adopter, but a part of me just doesn't. I mean, what else do they want to know about me? What I eat? You know, if I open, I open an account with central bank. They already have my BVN, my PVC, my uh, somebody said they they've got every part of my life. <laughs> do I really want to hand this over to them? again well uh, you know I, i'm like you know i, I mean I, I i'm a bit paranoid about my privacy i, I, do really I think it's a valid concern uh there, there's the other side to it which is um today one of the biggest challenges we have in the country is corruption and the reason why corruption thrives in nigeria is because of the lack of transparency and because we don't have a centralized yeah. database where you can easily uh, you know, the financial system is really based on trust. But when you cannot properly identify who you're dealing with, 
uh, or even, um, you know, take that person to court and expect that the court would sit on it and give a judgment quickly. Those trusts. Yeah, but that's a bigger thing. Yeah. It's a bigger thing. I mean, you must have legitimate privacy. Yeah. It, it, the, the, the lack of trust is, is both ways. Government doesn't give much and certainly not from the citizens don't have much. So it's a mutual suspicious society. Yeah. I, the tax people will then have access to my information with with the central bank and i'm like hey come on <laughs> you know even even when i'm having a divorce my wife will know what i've been doing <laughs> or my husband will know what i've been doing is there what where is the the line between privacy and um and this open trust system well, who, who who draws that line so i would say that you know based on my own knowledge of the way the system works i i, I would say yeah. that Yes, there is a concern, but um, as we speak, you know, once you have a bank account in Nigeria, yeah. you know, the CBN, you're 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 pretty much an open. You're book. pretty much an open book, and <laughs> okay, okay, I but, give up. <laughs> but the way the system works, yeah, is that yeah. it's a risk-based system. So there's so many things yeah. going on that you know, unless you become a, a high-risk. Individual, you, you okay? You, you, you won't come into their radar. You, yes, you won't come because so there are billions of okay. transactions happening every day. You know, they they're really you know they don't even have the capacity right now to identify all the costs. So unless you are Obi Kubana, they won't notice. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so okay, <laughs> let me keep quiet. <laughs> yes. Okay, then what about what about um, the risk of uh, security and hacking? Because we know we're not terribly good on that. Some, I mean, somebody even posted on social media clones of the of the Inaira app already. So I think that's a big risk. It's always a risk with anything digital. Yeah, I read last week. And certainly in Nigeria, more than anywhere exactly. else. I mean, my my banking platform. How many clones of FBN have I seen when I Google it? it you know? It's a big risk, and I think the biggest uh, driving factor for why that is successful. If you ask me, it's really that people are not very educated as to, yeah. um, you know, this digital world. And, yeah, you know, I get lots of calls from scammers now saying, uh, oh, um, I, you know, we need to help you upgrade your account. It's amazing the number of people who fall for that. Every day. <laughs> well, I was just saying that these scammers aren't terribly bright if they're picking on someone like you. <laughs> they, they just, it's a game of numbers. Out of 1,000 calls, one of them will, will go. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, I just, I saw Sambic recently started something, which I thought was, I, I just thought it was brilliant. So once you get a call now, you can actually report yeah. that number. Uh, to their platform, which I think is, yeah. is fantastic because... And it will verify whether it's kosher or not. So it would then use that number to... It basically, they would put together numbers that are scam, scam numbers and then they would take okay. that to the regulators and the relevant authorities. Well, you would think with all the NIN and stuff, they would be able to track them down PDQ. Well, uh, the jury's out on that. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Then what about the, the money draining from the banks? as intermediaries with the potential to destabilize the system. Well, that, that's a threat. I mean, the, 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 the not-so-liquid banks, mm. um, I would drain all... I mean, I may not close my accounts, but I'll take a, an awful lot of it out if I'm going to be paying without, without um, charges. Why would I pay through my bank? Is there a charge for, 
for removing money from your account to fund the A naira at the moment from I, the banks? I I don't think so. Uh, I think it's right. the first, like I said, the first ninety days. Yeah, uh, and I think it's um, it, it's it, you have a, a point there. So the way I look at it is, um, you know, ideally uh, before you know, there's some places you, you go to in Lagos today that still don't accept POS. So you want to withdraw cash, yeah. and yeah. then you use that cash to make the payment. So it's similar to the e naira. So it's like yeah. instead of going to your bank, you probably do it through your app. You withdraw electronic cash, uh, but then again. The concerns around the fact that um, th- there's that concern in the long term, if you ask me. But right yeah. now, I don't know if uh, you know. If you look at the adoption rate, it's quite yeah. slow. If you look at um, what you can do with it, um, so I can only transfer. I cannot pay my bills. I can. I still need to rely on banks, you know, to pay my electricity bill. But that that will change very quickly once, like you've told me now, that I don't have to pay charges when I'm paying. <laughs> so I will so drain my account to fund this. I'm going to pay salaries and everything from the e naira. So mm-hmm. all those twenty six naira that come up plus the VAT on the twenty six naira plus the something something. So, I mean, uh, it 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 does add up. Yes, it does. It does. But, you know, like um, right now, most of what you, so for example, you want to, if you eat cross-border trade right now. Yeah, still that, that for me is a big attraction. Yeah. But you still likely have to rely on the banks now. I don't, you know, I understand that they're going to bring in a different version to support all of that, or, you know, on the Inara wallet. But I personally think that if you understand the banking system in Nigeria, I personally think that you know, the CBN is, um, if I read in the regulation now, the CBN is not willing to administer the e naira At the moment, at the moment. At this the moment, change. yeah. They want the banks to do that. And I don't yeah. even think that they will ever be able to administer it because that's basically opening a bank again. And, yeah. you know, there's so many things around transactions. So the banks are really going to, I suspect the banks are going to push back to say, you know, you want to keep the funds, but you want us to suffer the cost. You want to do all the work and people will then not pay us any, I mean, the the amount they're going to get in fees will be much reduced. Absolutely. So the banks are going to push back and and knowing, you know, going by trends, I believe the CBN is going to have to reach some form of middle ground with the banks where the banks may still need to keep the deposits uh, if, if that's what I think at the end of the day, but it will still uh, probably, uh, they would have to reach some middle ground. But uh, that's where I say, because the banks are still very important um, in the system, in the old financial system. So, for example, KYC is is reliant on the banks. Yeah, that has to come from the banks. It has to come from the banks. Transaction monitoring on the ENIRA is still at the bank's level. So, they have to reach some middle ground. Yeah, uh, and the fintechs too will have to claw some sort of absolutely so i i do believe where the fintechs will come in like you said right now it's just pay receive and send funds yeah you know, so they're going to have to look for ways to bring in a lot of payment channels uh into it well, know, otherwise example, all those multiples that they've put on them and the money they've collected they have to cough up if <laughs> 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 they see their business model disappearing before their very eyes yeah yeah but but is it a concern right now uh, I would say not in the immediate future. Yeah, but, you know, who would have predicted how quickly things have moved in the last two years in the finance sector? So I, I, if I were them, I would definitely be looking over my shoulder. And that meeting you were saying on Absolutely. Monday 
must be will be quite important, and their paymasters and all the people who funded them, the, you know, are going to be paying very close attention. Yes, most definitely. So, I mean, my last question on this before I get to you is the bit about、um, how will, do you think this will help the foreign exchange situation? I I can't see it yet. Right.、Uh, maybe that's the way. I also am very very careful because as much as you know, I'm a Nigerian. I want things to work、yeah. out, but you know, the arbitrage opportunity is quite significant. It's so huge. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, arbitrage is, is phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, I looked at the INE rate of four one four against the black market、yeah. rate of five something five hundred and. Yes. Who's going to give that up if you're、yeah. if you're coining it? Nobody's going to.、Uh, no reason. Exactly. I mean, you <laughs> might love your country, but you say, "I beg now." <laughs> so you don't think the Inara is going to help much in the sh- in the near term?、Oh, well, it's、uh, it's so if in terms of、um, foreign、yeah. exchange, I don't I don't see it. I think our issues around foreign exchange are more macro. Uh, than just、um, transmission. Yeah, but what about the African free trade、uh, uh, opportunity? If we don't have to go through the dollar at all, and we can actually transact directly with these countries on their CBDC platforms, doesn't that help? It, it does, but、um, based on the architecture,、yeah. you know, they, you still have to have some benchmark, right? Right. So the dollar is still the benchmark. Can't we use gold or something? Well, <laughs> well, you, you, the settlement has to happen、yeah. one way or the other. But I mean, I just don't see why we can't settle directly with,、um, say, Morocco using their currency, even if the benchmark notionally is the dollar. So that's what's going to happen. You don't have to buy dollar, you do, and then transact into、yes. their local currency. You can do it directly. Yes. So I think everybody is going to have an equivalent, some some form of deposit. Because I know the Chinese are working on this. They're very keen to remove the dollar as a benchmark. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really up for that. I, I think the Afroxim is actually building a payment system. Afra,、uh, that's、um, right now. Which is meant to、um, facilitate、um, cross-border trade in, Afri- in, in Africa. In Africa, that was so revolutionised stuff. Yeah, that that's、uh, that is called the PAPS.、Uh, P-A-P-S. P-A-P-S. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. P-A-P-S. Okay. Yeah, Pan-African Payments System. I can remember what the last one is. Whoa! I've learned so much. I know that's coming up soon. And the Lombok, but central banks have signed up to it, and and that's actively that's actively been done. Yes, yes, I, I think I recall CBN saying recently that you know payment on this PAPS platform will be done at the official rate. Oh wow!、Uh, and so the way that works is every central bank is, in Africa、uh, meant to have some in Africa, so it's it's meant to remove the dollar. The that would be so cool.、Dollar. This was what Gaddafi was working towards, wasn't it? He wanted to remove the dollar as the payment for oil, or so I heard. He wasn't my hero, but for that alone, I thought he was. You know, he he was way ahead of his time. But if that works, that would really help our foreign exchange situation. I think it, it should. It should. But ultimately, I think the the solution to our foreign exchange problem is really、uh, if we can produce、yeah. uh, locally. Well, Uh, produce more than we consume、yeah. from abroad. <laughs> Bottom <Absolutely> . line. 
<laughs> that's really yeah, the solution sure. because as far as you know if you if, if i look at it even with um uh if you say with um the pop yeah. system now most of what we consume we consume from you know other yeah. jurisdictions in the it's developed countries so uh, yeah so the electronics you know cars you name it <laughs> what 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 really drives me nuts we're exporting cocoa and buying chocolate. I mean, how does that even, how, how can you, and as I buy Kit Kat and I'm feeling sick and I still buy it and I'm, sitting, I'm thinking this is wrong on so many levels. We're shipping up, uh, you know, crude oil and buying petrol. This is so wrong. Anyway, that's another yeah. conversation, but um, we've got a few, just a few minutes left, and I'm not sure whether you like this bit or not, but I love this bit. So, Cheryl, <laughs> please describe yourself in three words. Uh, so, I think yes. in three words. <laughs> Make it quick so you don't have to overthink it. Uh, honest, uh, okay. loyal, uh, and family. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Loyal, honest, and family. Excellent, because I know you know you 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 had to be persuaded to carve this time out from your family, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm really grateful. <laughs> okay, so what are you listening to on your Spotify or iPod at the moment? What's your current favorite song? Ah, uh, well, I, I don't think I have favorites like that, but I just listen to anything inspirational, okay. you know, Christian music, mostly. Yes, yeah. Okay, right. Do you have a favorite artist? Um, I would say that right now would be Nathaniel Bassi. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this a lot. I, and I, I've been promising myself to listen to Nathaniel Bassi. At least three people have mentioned, uh, I'm certainly going to look that up. Yes. So are you a morning yeah. person or a night owl? Morning person. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, hands are <laughs> 9 a.m. <laughs> recorded. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what are you reading at the moment? Ah, really? I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm doing an MBA right now, so that's what's oh, taking up most of my that's time. So, Where are you doing? <laughs> yeah. it? Where are you doing? It? Uh, Warwick. Online or yes, um... online, online. Oh, thank God for online. <laughs> but Warwick is an excellent one. I mean, it's. Yeah. I did casts, and it was character building. <laughs> it's, it's really tough. You totally underestimate, so. especially if you're working. Absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's you, you're you're correct. But are okay. you going into like having like a a weekend there or something now that um, um, we were meant to do that? Yeah. But I think with the old COVID um, yeah. situation, yeah. we just everything's been moved online, and that's a shame, you know. But there are options to have that later on. Yeah, yeah. because that's part of the MBA experience, isn't it? Just meeting yes, people sure. and, and bonding and stuff. Okay, this is the last bit. You have to tell me a really funny joke. My last few people have not come up with jokes. It's been so dry and I can't wait for you to come up with one. So please make my day. Tell me a joke. Okay. I, I think this is going to be, this is my daughter's okay. best joke. So maybe I'll just tell it. So I don't know if you've seen Frozen. Yes, more than I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Every stupid song on Frozen okay. is in death in my head. So, so the joke is, why can't you give Elsa a balloon? Why can't you give Elsa what? A balloon. Okay, why wouldn't you give Elsa a balloon? Tell me. Because she's going to let it go. Oh, let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> that is so good. Well done. 
good. Oh, that was good. I think you've yeah. made up for all the dry, <laughs> the dry ones I've heard in the past. So thank you yeah. so much, Hugh. How do people yeah. get in touch with you if they wanted to get in touch with you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Oteku uh, and um, I am also on Twitter. What's <laughs> your handle? Are you allowed to tweet now? <laughs> oh, no, you are abroad at the moment, so you have an excuse. You're not breaking any yeah. rules. Yeah, well, okay. I think LinkedIn is fine. LinkedIn uh, is the best way to get. Uh, yeah, and you're just Shion Odeku on LinkedIn. Yes. And do you answer Shion people Odeku. when random people, you know, oh, yes, slide into your DM? <laughs> I do. I oh, do. that's yeah. good. That's good. Okay. And um, you know what you're going to do, Shion? You're going to go and uh, subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star rating. <laughs> We'll do. We'll okay, do. It's been brilliant. Fun. I enjoyed every bit of it. Thank yeah. you. That's so kind of you. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed uh, talking to you. You, you, you've educated me and um, taught me one or two things. And I'm definitely going to check out Paps. That for me is is a game changer. If it really does come off, uh, come off, I'll be I'll be so cool. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And um, speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Mm-hmm.